Good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to my channel thank you for all your likes share subscribes i have posted the statistics which youtube sent and it's really your channel it's really your participation it's really your support and i consider myself always as a student of anything student of life student of vedic astrology student of many things even my own main engineering profession or whatever it is because I find it best to be always open-minded to learn. This is the way I have grown with whatever I have grown in life. Yes. So here I am taking the journey with you. Not so much as just a teacher of sorts. But also as a participator. We are all studying together. Think of it that way. I always think of it that way anyway. So based on the requests and the words that I got. Which I had asked in the poll in the channel. We will start the Navamsha series. The ninth divisional chart in Vedic astrology. And first, we'll start with a couple of videos on unraveling the principles. I'm getting some downloads of how to look at this also. I'm using a lot of intuition, mind you, by the way, not just going by mainstream what I have learned. Because then it gives the deeper meanings. I'm always looking for deeper meanings. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's pouring out there, rain suddenly. It's a good sign. Uh, so yeah, well, let's take the journey. We'll unravel the principles of Navamsha. Navamsha is the ninth divisional chart. What is it? How is it applicable to relationships, spouse, lover, your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend? There is a serious angle to this. There is a uh, delicate angle to this. You know, we all have difficulties with our partnerships. So I don't make light of any of it. And there's so many divorces, so many split ups happening people are confused especially the youngsters I love to work with youngsters 18 to 34 45 year olds so I want to bring it in a way that is practical useful so I'm also thinking about doing further as we go along in this entire playlist I'm thinking of doing charts matching of charts matching of horoscopes hopefully to try to glean some value into what exactly to look for what are we looking for in a relationship of course Rahu Ketu is covered everywhere Nakshatra is covered everywhere but Vedic astrology is a very deeply mathematical deeply precise deeply interlinked interrelated like a complex puzzle that's the way I see it that's the way it happens so you know uh, let's unravel and see where we go with this we keep watching Thank you for your subscriptions. Do take time to watch the whole thing to try and understand better. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into Navamsha with the basic principles. Thank you. So what exactly is the Navamsha? These are the Navamsha studies. Yes. Number one, Navamsha is the ninth divisional chart among all the divisional charts used in astrology, Vedic astrology, ninth divisional chart used in Vedic astrology, that is, each zodiac sign is equally divided into nine parts. Now you see the yellow highlighted marking I have put, I have twisted this, our famous pie chart now. Aries, you can see the yellow highlighted Aries, the zodiac sign, now forget about the nakshatras, just zodiac sign divided into nine equal parts and it starts from Aries, it is marked as Aries in the first pada and it goes all the way to Sagittarius which is the ninth sign. Simple. And it keeps continuing like that, goes to Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, 
you know, all of the signs. Again, it begins with Aries. So it keeps continuing round the chart through all the zodiacs, through all the nakshatras as a sequence, as a serial sequence from Aries to Pisces and then it repeats after with Aries again. Okay. Like I have marked even the Taurus in the pink. Right. It starts from Capricorn and it all goes all the way up till Virgo. That way. It keeps going on and on in a sequence. And then it all goes all the way back and up to Pisces and starts again with Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, etc. Okay? So it's the division of the zodiac, not the nakshatra. It's the division of the zodiac into nine parts, the zodiac sign. So Aries is split into nine equal parts. And each part is further divided into Aries, Gemini, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, and blah, 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 so on. Each Amsha, Amsha means in Sanskrit a part, Nava means nine, Navamsha means nine parts, begins with Aries, continues in a sequence, example as indicated in yellow highlight, Aries begins with Aries and continues up till Sagittarius, the ninth part, and Taurus, the next one begins with Capricorn, one after one, tenth one, next after Sagittarius and go further till Virgo and it goes on and on through all the circle, yes, simple. Number three, the concept behind the division, a ninth division chart or any divisional chart, in this case ninth divisional chart because we are talking about Navamsha, is to get a zoom in view as if you are zooming into the ninth house, zoom in view of the particular house. In this case, Navamsha means the ninth house. Ninth house is the house of fortunes. We shall see that now in the coming slides. In this case, Navamsha gives the zoom in view of the ninth house of the natal chart. Your natal chart always rules, everybody's. But Navamsha gives like, I want to zoom in and see more closely what this is about. That's Navamsha. The Navamsha, number four, is considered to be our attitudes, our behaviors with our spouse, our lover, our intimate other. Okay, these days we have all kinds of relationships, fine, nothing wrong with it. Everything is made by God, so it's fine. Intimate other, as well as evolution of us as humans, as individuals, after 36 years of age in life. This is also what Namamsha many people consider in Vedic Astrology. Now how this is applicable, how is not applicable, we shall see even with case studies further on. But let us see now, with the next slide, we will see with respect to the criticality of the ninth house. <clears throat> if you go to a traditional Vedic Astrologer, they will see your natal chart and they will see your Namamsha. These are the two pillars of how Vedic astrologers study it. So why is the ninth house very important? So let's concentrate with the next slide onwards only on the house and what it means with respect to higher self or bhavad bhavam. The bhavad bhavam concept or house from the house like fifth from the fifth house, ninth from the ninth house, eighth from the eighth house, all these concepts will play very critically because Vedic astrology is highly mathematical in nature. Okay. Let's go. Let's study the next one of the ninth house now. So we are going to study the Navamsha significations. What is the significations of Navamsha? Now this is a blank chart, Vedic astrology chart. And house number 1 to house number 12 is marked here with Dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha highlighted for each house. This is not an Aries ascendant. We are taking the house numbers for now. Okay. I don't know why the 3 has disappeared but this is her second and this third house okay okay let's go so that's the ninth house we see there which is marked which is marked as dharma 
and we are considering now the bhavat bhavam angle or the house of the house or the higher self of the house okay so number one these are the rules the ninth house is the bhavat bhavam of the fifth house that meaning bhavat bhavam of the fifth house meaning fifth from the fifth house so this place considered count this house so one two three four five it's fifth place from the fifth house considering this house also that's the principle you have to consider the house also so fifth means you count like two three four five one is right the house itself this implies now what does bhavat bhavam mean what does it mean to me in my real life this implies that all the fruits of the fifth house show their results as fruits of the ninth house in your life in this life it's very important why i'm saying this life will come to in next slide hence the navamsha which captures this is understood to be signifying good luck good fortune retained wealth as opposed to earned wealth as opposed to received wealth it's one thing to earn wealth second house it's one thing to gain wealth 11th house but it's one thing to retain that wealth not just keep losing the money see and wealth can be in many forms wealth can be as a good spouse wealth can be as good children wealth can be as abundance of food abundance of good shelter not just money we are not talking currency here lakshmi as seen by the vedas the goddess of wealth has got eight different parts of kinds of wealth food and drink is one of them right good health is one of them good children is one of them what's the use of having like many of this people famous people you see they are very well to do they have got ranches and buildings and businesses and god knows how many billions but they don't have a life they don't have a good spouse they don't have good children the children are not doing well you see wealth is not just money okay anyway navamsha which captures this is understood to be signifying the good luck good fortunes retained wealth fifth house is a house of speculative gains also stock market etc so whatever you gain from here will show up here okay wisdom because it fifth house stands for education now we are talking graduation of fifth house aspects one is speculative gains which can appear as wealth retained here because ninth house also stands for banks and you know financial institutions retained wealth fifth house of speculative gains wisdom because you study education in the fifth house but you do higher studies or higher education in the ninth house okay graduation of education is wisdom textbook knowledge is not wisdom everybody studies textbooks everybody studies religious textbooks even are they wise no not necessarily you see wisdom has to come with graduation of education good affection and love of family this is also wealth right fifth house being the house of love and children fifth house stands for how many children and all the children aspects fifth house also stands for love and romance graduation of that becomes what how much affection and love you will have a family in your life if it's a good fifth house and there's a good ninth house fifth and ninth lords amazing good luck you know you're gifted you're gifted by god so that's what ninth house stands for from the bhavat bhavam of the fifth house now let's see other houses how it affects that and why this ninth house is so important let's see next now let's see the ninth house 
from the aspects of 10th and 11th house 11th house being the house of gains 10th house being the house of work artha house and the kama house now so this is something you got to think about and watch my previous video video also of work and wisdom regarding the 10th house 10th house is what 9th house is 12th from the 10th house 12th place from the 10th house is the 9th house 12th place is the place of work your karma okay in the world whatever you're working job etc job business loss of that is signified in the 9th house loss of work is equal to the 9th house meaning you lose work you gain wisdom out of whatever you did there this is why most people realize all the mistakes all the things that they learned as experience in the last job when they lose the job deep stuff think about it so number 2 the 9th house is 11th from the 11th house house here 11th house kama house the house of wealth receiving wealth this is 12th place this is 10th place 11th place right 12th and 11th place so it's 11th from 11th house that means it's the bhavat bhavam of the 11th house okay bhavat bhavam of the 11th house gained house of gains house of receiving wealth house of receiving fame fulfillment of long term desires long term desires long desires of life i want to become a ceo by the time i reach 50 is a long term desire even if you are 30 now hence it also signifies wealth that is retained or kept as opposed to the wealth that comes and goes away now remember if you say bhavat bhavam of the 11th house it has to transcend going like this okay so bhavat bhavam goes like this 1 2 bhavat bhavam of 11th house is 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 right 12 sorry count from here so it comes like that you count this way remember whenever you count bhavat bhavam this way you go past death that means it applies to future lives next life your next life after this wherever it's going to be that amount of wealth lands in the 9th house meaning what if you have you gains properly if you have used your money if you have used whatever you have received from society in a good way shared it with people next birth whenever you take that birth it will land up in your horoscope and it will show up as a good 9th house where you will retain that wealth this is why the vedas stress that whatever you are using whatever gains if you are getting you should donate you should have charity you should have a sense of giving back to the society that gave you so much after all money is a means of exchange everybody is feeding you the farmer who grows somewhere whom you will never meet is feeding you right so you should have to keep this gratefulness in mind otherwise next next birth you are going to tell take will show up as a bad ninth house seriously don't take this like a joke it's really serious okay remember how kama pada feeds into dharma pada remember the rahu ketu study playlist every video in rahu ketu playlist i have covered this kama pada feeding into dharma pada rahu ketu right now here kama pada is feeding into dharma pada think about that okay that's one let's see another aspect of how it relates to spouse because we talk of navamsha as spouse we shall see this in case studies so let's examine that another aspect of bhavat bhavam what about the ninth house itself what does bhavat bhavam of ninth house mean 
ninth place from the ninth house taking the ninth house that means one two three four five six seven eight nine which is the fifth house so ninth from the ninth house is the fifth house which means what the Bhavad Bhavam of the ninth house feeds into the sixth house but it crosses the twelfth house meaning whatever wisdom wealth good luck gained wealth if used properly if very big if used properly in this life or not will become the fuel of what is popularly called as Purva Punya Bhava means whatever good deeds you did in the past life or not will show up in the fifth house aspects as good karma from past life or not in the fifth house. So if you are really, if a person has a very damaged fifth house, that means the person has done very bad deeds in the last life. This is the last life with respect to the fifth house. Fifth house graduates into the ninth house in this lifetime. Whatever education, everything you get, whatever learning you get in this life, the fifth place from the fifth house goes into the ninth house in this life. Whereas ninth house, Bhavad Bhavam, is fifth house going into the next one. This is why Vedas place a lot of importance on doing good karma, doing good things, doing the right thing, gaining the right kind of knowledge, right kind of gurus, right kind of wealth, donating wealth to charity, helping others out. If you are not got so much of money, you can always help people out. You can even give one rupee to a child who is begging on the streets. Have some compassion. Okay, That's what it means. That will show up as the good deeds of your next life. You'll be fortunate maybe in the next life. Is that okay with you? <clears throat> Number two. The ninth house fortunes earned by choice. It's always your choice. In doing the right thought, right action in this lifetime will become the good luck factor in the soul's next life. We look at people and say, oh, this my friend is very lucky or this one is very lucky. He's got a good father. He's got a good mother. He's got good education, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't mean anything. That means they have earned all of this from doing good deeds in the past life. Deep stuff, huh? Number three. This is why it is crucial to examine the Lord of the 5th house and the Lord of the ninth house for their exaltation and debilitation. If you don't know what that means, look up my videos on exaltation and debilitation. It's there in the channel. It's nakshatra. Look up the nakshatras. And the 7th aspect of those lords. Many of you, the Lord is sitting here and look. it's looking 7th aspect of ninth house is 3rd house. It looks at that full strength. Okay, seventh aspect of the Lord's, where it is playing, position, and how it wants to play, seventh aspect, both in natal and navamsha. Now we shall take, this is too detailed, I understand, we will take this in case studies. That's why it's important to understand by case studies. Now next let us see about the spouse aspect. Why is it termed as the spouse? And we'll take some intelligent, intuitive guesses about why that might be. Okay, next slide. So why is it related to spouse? Why spouse? The ninth house is third from the seventh house. Meaning this is the seventh house. House of spouse. House of your lover. House of your boyfriend, girlfriend. That's the seventh house. Third place from it is the ninth house. Now third place from any house is the place of effort of that house. Meaning whatever effort, energy, skills you put into 
developing a proper relationship with your wife with your husband with your lover boyfriend girlfriend that effort will show up in the ninth house the ninth house is third from the seventh house spouse or lover i've just put general which means effort which means effort third place from the house this could mean any number of things effort is needed in any partnership of intimacy you can't just expect miracles to work just because you fell in love with the person okay that's very childish obviously you have to work at the relationship third place from any house represents development of skill the third house the traditional third house this guy okay third house from any house represents the effort of that house third place from any house represents the development of skill and grows with time it's called upachaya that means it grows with time and practice relate that also to the relationship aspect means with time with skill with effort your relationship will grow to nicer status nicer kind of harmony okay so the lord of the 7th in relation to the lord of the 9th and how they are interacting in natal and navamsha is also crucial okay the type of nakshatra next point the type of nakshatra of the 7th lord remember devgana rakshasagana okay very very crucial and very ignored in by many astrologers the type of nakshatra it is meaning deva rakshasa or manushya and the ninth lord therefore determine what is the quality of interaction for better or for worse like some people like to take oaths wink wink okay being both devgana would be best right they are understanding more number 3 natural benefits like planets like jupiter venus moon and mercury would also better to have in the 7th and the 9th house obviously they are providing let's say venus is here and jupiter is here very good positions right or even moon moon is a natural benefic venus is a natural benefic jupiter is a natural benefic even mercury is kind of neutral depending upon how it plays so i am not i've stuck in mercury because it's kind of neutral would be better to have in the 7th and 9th house in the above respects while malefic planets like rahu ketu mars or saturn would begin discordant sort of rubbing each other the wrong way type of energy into partnership or relationship is that simple let's see another aspect of this one which is the 8th house now now 8th house is over here and 9th house is plus 1 right second from the 8th house so 1 plus this plus 1 second from the this one house ninth house is second from the eighth house eighth house stands for change and transformation of anything of life of wealth of partnerships it can be of anything eighth house is the house of change which means the gain of the eighth house carries into ninth house any house plus 1 is the gain of that house house of uh, work the tenth house for example gain of work is gain of wealth 11th house is the house of gains 1 plus right you can keep on seeing that way so 8th house gain of 8th house comes to the 9th house which could mean any number of things again like more stability or not because if 8th house has got saturn in it it will give a very stable aspect to the 8th house less of fluctuations for example so there's more stability or not if there's mars stuck there there is less stability mars is more dynamic planet of the 8th house would mean more stable wealth and more stable fortunes throughout life also it could mean one of those things number 
the type of nakshatra of the eighth house lord and wherever it sits therefore would determine what is the quality of interaction for better or for worse okay again natural benefits like venus mercury moon is better to have in the eighth and the ninth house okay as opposed to having rahu ketu mars or saturn which are natural malefics right so i wanted to leave you with this much and next one we will deal with other aspects of navamsha okay i mean while take care be safe and have a good day